0: Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Hey, what's going on folks? Ty from Breaker Culture and this is episode 85 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're super glad to have you here. Uh, listening to all the banter that we got going in the sports card world. Today, I have a great interview. Um, Most of you know Chris from Top Shelf Breaks. Uh, Love Chris's perspective on things. And we talk about not just what it's like to manage a sports card group breaking business during this pullback in, in in the marketplace, but specifically what it looks like to run a card shop. Most of you know that that Chris opened a card shop in Chicago about a year ago and we've kind of tracked that over the last couple of years in different interviews with him and, and uh very good perspective on kind of things that he's had to adjust to and really the reality how hard it is to run a card shop in this type of environment. So obviously, right, there's, I mean, I think everyone would expect that it is a non-essential business and so you have to figure out ways to survive. So some good perspectives from Chris, I think it'll be a... Uh, be a fruitful conversation we talk about all kinds of things um, in that conversation but uh, real quick I wanted to first off thank you guys so much for the great feedback in last week's episode really great conversation with Doug over at Mojo and uh, just some of the thoughts that I shared at the beginning about how to handle the marketplace I've been throwing constant updates and the Patreon page just for uh, different sports and how the market's reacting. So, I, I mean, feel free to check that out and, and let me know if you have any questions about it. I'm happy to walk you through that and just give you a deeper perspective if, if that's in fact what you want. Um, but I wanted to say that we are going to continue to uh, put that stuff out. I'm actually going to start putting a couple of those things out on the BenchClear site through some articles. Um, just uh, more or less a, a macro perspective on what the hobby looks like, some things that we're seeing, some trends. That I think will be helpful for you as you're kind of deciding what to do with your money, where to spend it in terms of um, buying boxes, buying players. You know, do I do I double down on my you know my collection now? Do you should you sell those types of questions? We're going to try to answer a little bit in some articles, and uh, also we're excited because we're going to have T- Tyson Banker do some do some work for us on the bench clear side. A lot of you guys know Tyson, who's been uh, writing for Breaker Culture, who's been outstanding, and um, is the Football Savant. And so we're going to be carrying some of that over to the bench clear side as well. So check that out. I'm excited about that. I, I wanted to say real quick, it's important. It'll, it'll be in your best interest to sign up on the bench clear site to our mailing list. If you don't see it, go to the bottom. It'll, it'll, it should be a pop-up that you will allow you to sign up. Sign up for the mailing list. Get your name in there because we're going to be doing a couple of fun giveaways over the next 10 days. Exclusive to the milling list and so i want to make sure you have a shot at that and uh should be good with that said uh i did i had a contest last week i said whoever fills out a review for breaker culture on any of the sites um podcast platforms would be entered into a contest for a contenders basketball cello box and so i wanted to thank you for that we had a uh, We had a few, I think we had about nine or 10 reviews. So thank you very much for taking the time to do that and, uh, randomize the names and I don't, you'll have to, hopefully listeners, you can reach out to me. Um, you'll have to email me with your email address, reach out and confirm the details. But, uh, cool run 84. Filled out a review, I believe on iTunes said great sports card podcast for people who are new, who have been around the hobby for a long time I've been collecting for 31 years and I still learn something new every time I listen. Great interviews with industry influences. So it's great to get some inside perspective, five stars. Cool Run 84, uh, thank you for that. You were the random winner of a box of contenders. Solo. So shoot, shoot me an email, find me on Twitter. I'll let you do that and uh, I'll send you that box out. Also congrats to the winner of the, the House of Jordans uh, giveaway this week as well. So congrats to... Uh, for, for that, I believe that was actually an optic box. So enjoy that box. But anyway, enjoy the conversation today. Have yourself a great week. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, please shoot me a note on Twitter at Culture. Go to BenchClear.us and, uh, and find all of our great podcasts over there. Okay? Have an amazing day.
1: what's up Ty? how you doing man
0: oh my goodness man I'm doing so good Surviving. yeah puts
1: things things in a different perspective now when you ask somebody how you doing right just naturally comes out but you're like actually I do have some answers to that question
0: how I'm doing (laughs) no it's true no I feel like uh, I feel like you actually have to think about that you you do and when someone says they're good you're like wait are you really good like uh, do you seriously feel good right now yep you're so
1: used to just being like, uh, hey, I'm doing great, thanks. Now it's kinda like, wow, well, it's a little challenging right now. Things are different. Yeah. No doubt.
0: How's your family doing? How are you guys surviving?
1: We are surviving. Now I'll say this, you're a Midwesterner, so from about, you know, Thanksgiving time or so, all the way through till February or March, we are isolated in the house a lot. You know, so we're kind of used to that playing board games, watching movies, making blanket forts and doing all those things. Mm-hmm. difference is you get used to an excited look for springtime, birds start chirping and flowers start popping up, the grass mm. goes from brown to green. So, but we didn't get to do that. So now we're still in that mode, but it starts to get old really fast. Yep. So finding ways to fill that time and knowing that you really can't go anywhere, it's it's uh, frustrating. But one day at a time, I tell my family. I say, "Look, we got to wake up today." Do this day, and we're going to do that again tomorrow. Hmm. And and that's the the simplest way that I can uh, do it.
0: It is How funny. You? How like, about you? How about no, you? What are you guys uh, doing in the Midwest up there in Kansas City? Well, just a quick comment on that. I think that's that's yeah. a great perspective because I feel like when you're you're stuck at home and you're forced to do things that they're they're not fast, right? I mean, you have to play a thousand board games or a thousand hands of a game before you mm-hmm. like you before two hours goes by, like it does help you settle down and not hurry. I love Mm -hmm. the idea of not hurrying in life. And I think it's helped a lot of people not hurry.
1: There's a general, uh, there's, there's, I believe there's always a purpose for everything that happens and there's a reason for everything that happens. And sometimes you don't know that reason. You don't know that purpose and it will expose and open you up to new things. Um, quite frankly, I've always been washing my hands. I've always carried sanitizer. I've always wiped down the grocery cart. I've always sanitized my room at the hotel when I go there. People kind of tease me about that stuff. I've always <laughs> been that way, <laughs> you know. I've always been like that. And here we are. Everyone's doing that, and that does, you know, mitigate chances of getting sick and getting the flu or whatever it may be. But now people are being forced into that mindset that wow, I'll do this. Or with your kids at home, you're getting creative right? With your time. Mm-hmm. And you're realizing that, man, with the kids, we need to spend more time together. Maybe instead of coming home from work and going into your office or going yep. doing what you're going to do, you're like, man, I got to play with these kids.
0: I got to give them some time. And that's some good that can come out of this. Well, it's funny because like without diving too deep in the, the philosophical piece of this, I mean, you you feel like that first week or two people were just thinking oh, okay we're going to get past this whatever mm-hmm. you know go still play video games and like you know GameStop was seeing like accelerated growth and lines out the door and then yep. the next the next two weeks and then the next two weeks right we're in like this the third phase of this and you as parents you like you're forced at this point you're forced to be creative and just enjoy the time uh, very, right, you, you cannot keep pushing them accurate. off anymore. You like, it's just, you're you have no choice but to face the inevitable, which is a good inevitable. Right. And that is mm-hmm. enjoy your family, man. You know, or, or, or go make use is. of your time, go make use of your quiet time. Right. Read a book, you know, mm-hmm. take some thought, go learn something new. Like it, I love this. I love what it's creating in people. Cause I think you know, like you said, it there's some, a lot of really good things that can come out of this.
1: Yeah, one of the first instincts is like, okay, I want to help. We want to help. We want to do something. I thought about, well, let's get the boys together and let's go do some good. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to take the boys out to a homeless shelter or to a food kitchen or something like that to hand out food and things. It just doesn't seem like that would be the best thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you can't even you can't even really do that. <laughs> I mean, you can. And there's people doing it. I see up in Kansas City the, the movement with the, uh, with the barbecue that they're doing up there, which oh, is incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's people out doing that good like that, um, but it does make you uh, get creative, like you said, and uh, I can only build so many daggone blanket forts, you know, and how many times I'm going to watch uh, <laughs> Madagascar and, and, and all these things, but uh, we're kind of used to that in the winter, like I said, but now that the weather's starting to break a little bit, it makes it a little bit more frustrating because right. it's like, well, this is when we usually go and do this and go shopping and buy a bunch of stuff for the house and outside, and we're just not doing that.
0: Yeah. Just not doing that. No doubt. Yeah. We, we actually took the kids to a park last night and the park was closed off. I guess the city regulations are like, they're closing off parks now. They don't want people congregating there, which is like, Oh, it's a beautiful day. We want to get out there and enjoy it. So you're forced to just walk around and talk. (laughs) You
1: walk around. And the weird thing is we see the neighbors. I live in a subdivision, right? So it's full of families. And we're literally on one side of the street is the Keller family, the other side of the street are the other family, and we're walking parallel, <laughs> yelling at each other from the other sides of the street.
0: Oh, that's so good.
1: And the kids want to so run good. over and see each other, and you got to corral them back. It's just weird. It's just
0: <laughs> weird. Man. Oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. It's. Uh, I think. I hope we're gonna look back probably longer term than we thought. Right. And. and Talk about how this fueled something different in all of us. I've started
1: uh, a a project. I've started taking pictures of – like I have to go to FedEx and drop off uh, mail packages. I have to go to the post office and drop off those. I have mm -hmm. to go to the grocery store. So I've been taking pictures of all the signs that are in the windows to kind of chronicle this moment that says, due to social distancing rules, please make sure that there's no more than 10 in the store. Stand six feet apart. Post mm-hmm. office put up these big like hazmat plastic things in front of their, uh, you know, stations with the actual biohazard looking thing on it. So, I mean, taking pictures of that stuff to chronicle it uh, one day and uh, go back and, and see. Certainly going to be a, so far, hopefully nothing tops it. But so far, this is going to be the top topic, you know, in December at the end of the year for all those lists looking back on the year. Oh, for, for sure.
0: sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's crazy, right? So shifting from our Dr. Phil segment to sports cards, uh, I mean, what first quarter wrapped up yesterday, right? The, yeah. The true first quarter. Kind of looking back at the first quarter, you really had two months of hardcore. I bet your business was just busting at the seams to the last month where things have changed probably both on the breaking side and more specifically, your your actual shop, your physical shop. Yep. What, uh, what were kind of your favorite moments or favorite products of the first quarter and what kind of stood out to you? Anything?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I will say this, uh, we, us in the hobby store owners, Mm -hmm. uh, dealers, breakers, it was literally firing on all cylinders. There was excitement about the playoffs coming and getting those final playoff spots, baseball. The guys are out playing baseball and spring training. And, you know, the draft, path to the draft is cranking up with, with the uh, the NFL Combine. So there was firing on all cylinders. Then the, uh, that night hit. And I was live on the air, as many of us were. And I'll never forget that night when yep. everything just started falling apart. This guy has it. That guy has it. They're canceling this, canceling that. Prior to that, there were some good products that were out that we were, you know, cruising through. And basketball, which is your domain in mm-hmm. your world, is one of them. Um, shiny things. Seems to be the year of shiny things so far. Prisms, selects, mm-hmm. optics-type uh, products were really uh, doing well. I couldn't keep them on the website. I'd post them up. Guys are texting me, put more up. Are you putting more up of basketball? Hmm. Baseball 2020 is, was just getting going. We did the, uh, the tops million-card break um, for Series 1. And um, not the greatest breaking product due to all of the, the base <laughs> But it was well-received, though. There were some good chase rookies in there yep. and some really some really good cards that you can hit. So that was an okay product, actually, for the price of those jumbos. Um, one thing I did notice, Ty, is—and maybe others, you know, this is how they get talking about this on your YouTube channel or your social media. I feel as though getting these rookies—I'm speaking
0: football—they're
1: mm-hmm. far and few between to, to, to find. The, the Kylers, the Daniel Jones— Yep. Although I mean it's like, I mean unless I just had like the worst 100 cases luck possible ever, mm-hmm. um, they're they're not they're not coming out too consistently, and that's good and that's bad. It's frustrating for the guys that maybe got the Cardinals four times in a row in like two nights, and didn't hit one. But when you do, I would think and surmise since you know the marketplace that makes it more rare, right? Yep. Is that, yeah. that's gotta be, that's gotta be intentional. There's no For way sure. I've mm-hmm. just had a hundred crappy cases in the past few months and haven't pulled but two of them, you know? Right.
0: No, I mean, you would think that Panini kind of saw the writing on the wall, I don't know, two years ago, but really the last year where it's like, well, crap, we got football cards losing value on the secondary market. We got a lot of excitement drifting away into other sports. We've yeah. got to find find a way to rein it back in. And if, I mean, they're smart. They realize like it's all driven by rookies. We need the values of rookies to be stabilized and hopefully rise. And so they – I mean, I don't have the data to back it up. It would be, be a really fun project to see if we could compare print runs to rookie yeah. classes. Um, and Like how many have to, been coming out? Yeah. I mean, even years. if – right. Yeah. Just looking at sold. You could probably do it just by looking at sold listings. Um, year over year but yeah I mean it's in a certain sense it's kind of worked right because yeah, I feel like yeah. it's a little it's it's a tightened coil now heading into 2020 season with NFL next year or I guess this year I think people are more excited for the NFL class than they have been in two or three years it's man, really cool we, to see
1: we've been opening up the new one the college prism shiny coll- collegiate prism and man it's like there's a lot of big names in those packs. You know what I mean? There's a <laughs> lot of big players that stand. It's kind of, you know, like basketball. There's a there's a pretty good amount of players. You're shifting through them. Same with baseball. Yeah. From, la- from last year or this year, I'm going through the packs. You know, it's not always about the autograph. I like to look at who's in there, and you see all these players' names, and you realize those are a bunch of top 10, top 15 list guys, projected players. Mm-hmm. So – um. It's pretty yeah. exciting to, to see um, that people are still chasing them. You know, they're still trying trying to get those uh, those rookies. Do you think there's an element and – I'm going to ask you this. Do you think there's something maybe um, has to do with that the players are getting paid such high dollar amounts now in such high dollar amount deals that maybe they're signing less and that really they may be rationing the autographs? Or do you think they still have a vault full of – the hot rookies autographs and they're just kind of rashing them. What What, what do you think?
0: That, that's a great question. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a question to ask someone like Tracy Hackler, right? Who, who has ex- <laughs> yeah. exposure to that type of stuff. And I'll add that to my list of questions for the next interview with him. But I would like to know if it has like, you know, if typically uh,
1: they do an event and they say, and, the, and they walk out of there with 5,000 of them or whatever right. for, for that weekend from the player. And if they do it now, and do they get 2,500 Do the player say, look, mm-hmm. I'm going to do two 2,000 of these in this weekend or whatever. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, and they have them all. They're just being selective about how right. much they're putting in e- each product run. Right. Or are they scrambling and ho- and that's all they can put in the product run? Yep. Either way, it's still scarce. So, <laughs> No doubt. Well,
0: you're not just seeing it in autographs too, right? I think you're seeing it in some uh, of you know, like the Prism Silvers. You're seeing a, a decrease in availability in those. And then P- Panini Prism Football has been doing that for the last you know, three years now, right? Where they've been really yeah. holding back on Silvers. Yeah, it's created this idea of of demand Mm -hmm. because there's a supply issue, not so much because there's an excitement issue. It's like there's just no supply. Can't find the cards.
1: uh, There isn't no supply. And and the good thing is I'm a Patreon of Breaker Culture. So I get all these really cool reports and I can see the difference (laughs) in the amounts of those silver prisms that are actually being made and put in the streets. So that's awesome. (sighs)
0: That's I true. would be a you...
1: Patreon member if I were somebody listening to this show, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> I get a lot of great information about silvers. Oh man, you yeah. are, you're like a broken record. I just can't get you to stop <laughs> promoting, promoting breaker culture. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, so how is it? I mean, I was talking to Mojo break, you know, you know, guys over there at Mojo.
1: Yes. He yes. was
0: talking about how this is so different mm. with no sports being on TV and having <laughs> to talk for hours during your breaks with nothing to talk about how have you <laughs> how have you kind of adjusted to that what have you
1: <laughs> i mean you're, come
0: on ty you're asking me if it's our hard time for me to talk yeah i, I figured I, it wouldn't be a problem for you
1: it's not a problem for me man it just rolls in rolls you know i i don't mind it but usually here's the thing we do have i do have a monitor in here and the fun thing is over all of the years yep. we have seen National championships won together. We've seen big, you know, momentous uh, home run records broken. We've seen a lot of things live together mm-hmm. as we're doing breaks, and that's usually. And I noticed I just said it last night. I'm used to hearing the uh, the, the sneakers squeaking in the background. It's kind of in a lower <laughs> volume, that's you know, funny. and I got basketball on, and I can hear the sneakers. They're playing the game, yeah. And it's not it's not there anymore. Um, so it's a little odd, and I I'm glad to see. For everybody listening, I am glad to see that everybody is still embracing the hobby hmm. and still continuing to um, purchase your singles, to purchase from uh, the online guys, and even your local card shops, which I'm sure yep. we'll get to yep. about how they're handling that. So it's sustaining on my end. I know there's card shops having difficulty, physical card shops. I am one of them, uh, but one day at a time, and we'll get we'll get past all this. Yeah, well, but I, mean, I miss segue. the sports. I miss the sports. They're, that's not. It's weird. And I hope that um, everyone stays positive that it will come back. It has mm-hmm. to because they got us. We showed our hand. We showed the world our hand. Okay, we love our sports. This is a big part of American culture, like really big, <laughs> like really, really big Our pro sports from Daily Fantasy, tie. That's all shut down. What are they doing?
0: It's yeah, Vegas. No. What is Vegas doing? Well, exactly, it's right? The, well, the sports that's that's that there's a lot to that right because you think Mm -hmm. about where money's coming into the hobby from Mm -hmm. and what i've heard from different people is i mean the folks that are trying to gamble right the sports gamblers the daily fantasy guys they have nowhere to put the money so what are they doing they're running to places like you know sports cards and i'm getting folks in my discord channel four or five new guys a day and you can tell either by their usernames or just by their comments that they're not from this world, and they're trying to learn as much as they can as quick as they can, which is great, right? Which is
1: great. It like is, and I've, I've seen uh, every night there's what I call brand-new dude. Um, ladies, you're welcome also, <laughs> brand-new ladies. Uh, into, the, into the chat room, I see a new name, and it comes across as an order, and um, there is a lot of new going on for all of us breakers. I've talked to my other friends uh, in the hobby, and they're seeing the same thing. Lots of new, lots of yep. new. So we appreciate that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
0: We'll take it. Right. We'll take mm-hmm. it for sure. Um, uneducated can be frustrating at times, but I think, you know, folks learning new things about the hobby and trying to get themselves adjusted, I think we're, it's better for us in the long run. Um, so it was a, that's a great segue though, to your shop. We're going to talk about that eventually anyway. So tell me a little bit about how you're adjusting to the shop side of things. Cause I, I'm assuming you're, you're, you're closed, right? You're non essential. Is that a fair Correct. statement?
1: Uh, we're not essential unless you would like a new box of the Collegiate Prism, then that becomes very essential, and you can come get. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not open officially. No, we are not. We are closed. Um, for for just to follow the rules for one and be supportive of that, but also, you know, I do need to mi- minimize traffic through here as yep. much as possible. Either way, so we're closed. I do have locals, and when I say locals, there's literally under five people that mm-hmm. will text me or email me or contact me some fashion and they want to, they do want to come get a box or two of some stuff. They got money burning a hole in their pocket. And they will come here to the shop. I have a little vegetable area in the front. I'll get their <laughs> box, I'll put it in a little panini bag. We do a switch of money, cash, you know, and I give them their bag and then, and then they go on their way. But there's no more coming in and just hanging out. Yeah. watching watching the games. Right. Talking, chatting, sorting through boxes and packs. Right. That, that that's
0: that's done for now. Interesting. So I mean, what do, <laughs> I love the exchange, the, the cash exchange too? <laughs> yeah,
1: the cash exchange yeah, by the probably the dirtiest the of everything. Yeah, I open the door just a little crack and I hand him. You know, he hands me cash. I take the cash. I open the door into the crack a little bit and hand him out a bag and he takes off. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what it's come to.
0: <laughs> I'm his dealer. Holy crap! Here, come get your cards, dude. No kidding. So, what have you kind of done to, I don't know, maintain the momentum of your shop? I mean, what do you? I mean, obviously, you got you know Facebook pages, and you got you got your break side of the business. But what are you doing to kind of maintain the flow of product and all that stuff that you you have to keep going? You have to keep moving. You do, and you got to remember,
1: you know, this is coming up on about a year in this location, full blown brick and mortar retail. So for me, and I, I think you know me well enough how excited I was to look forward to this spring break time yep. when all the kids are home and, and going into summer is my first real summer with mm-hmm. uh, trade nights, Star Wars nights, wrestling nights. I had all these things planned that I've been working on all winter, hmm. and they're all put on hold. So there's nothing I can do. But we can pretend we're not going through this and what I was going to do, and that was to do what a lot of other shops do, engage the community, have special mm-hmm. themed nights run weekly promotions and right now to sustain the shop, I'm not doing anything. It's pushing all to my online breaks. That's, that's it. All the product that comes Mm. in, I'm loading up the website, trying to go on the air more often Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um, just be on the air as much as I can uh, pushing this stuff but then it comes down to balance with the family. Yeah. But when my wife is in real estate, so what's happening with her is Mm -hmm. nobody wants to show their houses. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to go walk around someone's house and see their house. Yep. Nobody, how, do you, how do you go to a closing table with a bunch of people? You can't get through the banks. So my point is her business has declined and it then becomes up to me to step things up to help fill that fill that yep. gap. So I think that's what I said earlier. I appreciate everybody you know uh, supporting all of us, all of us breakers, even everything you can do. Yeah. To sustain wherever you can. Like I, I give ten dollar tips or more to the Uber guys, you know, because <laughs> you just have to when they're delivering yep. your food. So appreciate that. Yeah. No,
0: that that's an interesting perspective. That that is helpful. I mean there's I mean, do you see lighting at the end of the tunnel? I mean, do you see specifically in Chicago, or is it thing's opening up for you soon? Um or? I
1: can't I can't do anything until, you know, Chicago we're shut down till the end of the month.
0: Is it through so, April right now?
1: Okay. Yeah, till the end of the month through April. Okay. So there's not a whole lot I could do. I mean, my day consists of this. I come in around between 9 and 10. I like to spend some time in the morning with the boys since they're home. I come in here. I sit down, work on the breaks, work on the website, you know, all that managerial stuff um, that you have to do. Yep. And then I go home for dinner, and I hang out at the fire pit out back because we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. And then I just come right back at nighttime, go on the air, and and try to break and sell as much stuff as we can, one day at a time. If someone texts me and would like the new uh, Prism Collegiate or they want a box of this or a box of that, I'll say, fine, come get it, and we do the exchange. That's it. Tommy's still here working. He's got to be here to sort, pack, and ship. Um, I can work from home. He'll be here getting everything out every day from all the breaks because the volume has increased. So his hours have picked up. So that's good for him. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding.
0: So what, what have you kind of, I mean, we talked about this at the very beginning, right? You made a comment about how things like this help you learn how to do Mm -hmm. things better or do things differently. What, what are some things that you've taken away from this, from your shop specifically where you thought, you know what? Okay. This is actually a good chance for me to take a breather. I've been, how long you been in this now? Six months. I feel like it's about Mm -hmm. six months. ish. For what? The The shop's been open. The shop's been open. Yeah, I was
1: spring last year. Gosh, we're almost a year.
0: That's (laughs) great. We're coming up on a year. on. Yeah, exactly. So what have you, maybe what are you doing during this time to optimize some of your processes? Or or maybe what have you learned that you realize, crap, man, we weren't in a good spot here. We need to fix this. Yeah, I've noted.
1: Yeah, store-wise, shop-wise is is new to me. I had a little place prior to this, but it was more of a private boutique walk-in appointment Mm -hmm. kind of deal. This is full-blown retail with traffic. So I realized that, uh, you do have, it sounds so simple, Mm -hmm. but everything has to be priced. Okay. If you want to sell something, you have to have a price attached to it. Yeah. Um, I was falling into the trap of people were coming in, they're going through all the boxes, finding stuff, and they'd come up and say, how much are these? Well, I would go through it and I would make up a price, you know, a realistic price Mm -hmm. and we would make a deal. Well, I like making deals. Okay. But that's probably costing me money, quite frankly. Mm. So, so, what we've done and implemented in Tommy's uh, downtime that when he does get everything done mm-hmm. is we're going through and we're really tightening up the shop as far as pricing everything, putting things in, in you know, all the football here, all the baseball here, all the basketball yep. here, all the jerseys over there, all the memorabilia there, and having it in more um, – what's the word I'm looking for? Accessible for what people are looking for so they can just go right there. Here's what this is. Here's how much it costs because hmm. normally I probably wouldn't have done that because there's people constantly coming in and out, and I wouldn't have thought to take the time to do all that, you know, and, and straightening up the display cases, Ty, and making sure that, you know, you got all your Star Wars stuff here, your wrestling stuff here, your football here, just having it more organized for the people to to purchase stuff. Set more oh. supplies out. Every time they come in and supplies, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got some in the back. Go get some. Here's one. Thanks for coming in. You spent you yeah. know, a couple hundred dollars. Here's the top loaders. Right. I need to sell those. I need to have those – Somewhere that they just don't even have to talk to me. They just go get them.
0: Yeah. It's like the so, candy bars in the re- checkout re- line. Yeah.
1: That's exactly it. It's, and I have no candy bars in my checkout line. <laughs> so <laughs> That's,
0: uh, that's, 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 that's interesting. I, that's what I've been doing. So it organization. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What's, uh, I'd be curious to know like what – because you know obviously like a grocery store, right? They've learned that you got to put – the essentials like the milk and the bread towards the back of the store because it forces people to walk. What have you learned in the sports car world that you've had to rearrange because that's where people gravitate towards? Is there anything that I'd be curious to know what stood out to you?
1: Well, my goal, remember when it, when we talked about this and I started, my plan was to have the shop be an extension of my breaks for the hobby Correct. boxes Correct. because my, my allocations have risen over the years. So now I'm bringing home more product. Mm-hmm. You can only physically do so much on the air, especially the lower end stuff, the introductory price stuff. So I make sure that those hobby boxes shelves are in order. That's where our time goes and everything is priced. And I push them right to that when they come in and that's the first place they look and see it. Every person mm-hmm. that comes in the shop goes to the same spot. If you had a hot – you know how you have your cool uh, graphs and charts and things on your Patreon pages that show different uh, trends? Yep. Well – everyone walks in the shop and they take the same trajectory and they end up at the same exact spot. So that's where I put all of the stuff that I can make the most profit from. And that I know that they're going to be the most interested in. And that's the hobby boxes Yeah. from there, from there they, 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 I should, you know, really map this out. They go back to this right corner and start tinkering around in boxes. So having this downtime has allowed me to start trying to work on those, those routes and, um, having those supplies, those candy bars in the checkout, as you say, hmm. um, I need to create uh, a better system for those. I do have this little closet that I took the doors off, um, but we're not stocking it. It's because I go to use them for breaks. I got to stop going in there and taking all those supplies, using for breaks, you know, and have my own supplies in here in the studio and stop messing with stuff off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No. So I, I got in the habit of just going out off the floor and grabbing all my top things yeah. for breaks. I need to have this stocked in here on this big ass cart thing mm-hmm. and, and have that out there, those candy bars in the checkout line. So it gets your brain going too. you start thinking about different promotions you can do, um, with supply packs and, yep. um, you know, there's just always something that you can do in having this downtime as I walk around and nobody to talk about, cause they take your time right when they're in the store. Right. So when the customers are in, you're chatting about sports, you're watching sports, you're talking about the cards, products, not really thinking, uh, what can I do? What promotions can I do? How can I sell things better, serve my customers? Now I'm thinking about all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So that that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes total sense. And I mean, there's only so much you can do right outside of the, you know, the digital world and figuring out ways to focus more on that, which is mm-hmm. obvious. Yep. Yeah, that makes total sense that uh, my, my biggest question though is where, where do you put the barista and how, i mean how, where do you serve all the espressos and all that stuff is that and which corner is that in because i know you, <laughs> <laughs> well that's in the back that's in the far back right because
1: i do like them to go <laughs> all the way through the store and have to come all the way back up they go back exactly. and get a keurig coffee and um you know, i actually do have a little uh kitchen in the back a little kitchenette area and sink and a little table for people if they want to go back there um you know, the baristas, I had to lay them off, dude. It's just not working That's anymore. That's tough. Yeah. They come in at, you know, 730 in the morning, and by noon, we have zero customers.
0: Yep. So that wasn't yeah. working too well. That's tough. I get it. I mean, you only drink so <laughs> many coffees and Americanos a day before your heart explodes. So yep. I don't think you need caffeine anyway. I, I, do I, do <laughs> <not>. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I do not. I do not need it. <laughs> So tell, tell me about kind of your observations, generally speaking about the hobby right now. I mean, like you said, you were, I mean, you were literally firing on all cylinders, cylinders, yeah. lanes, which what you said heading into March. What, what do you kind of think now that we've gone through March, we've been hit. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Prices and singles have been hit. When do you think we start to see a larger impact in the hobby itself? Or do you think we see a larger impact, negative impact?
1: I am an eternal forever optimist. I've always <laughs> been that way in my life. I just am. Um, I think about the downside, but I'm, I'm optimistic that this situation we're in here currently will pass. Okay. Um, and at that point, I do believe that things will be bigger and better than they were before. Um, I thought about this, and this is why I, I like talking to you because you or philosophical sometimes too. Where's all the money going then when the billions and billions that are not being spent at concerts, games, uh like you said, the daily sports gambling. Is that money all back in the consumers' pockets then? So but yet they don't have a job, so there's no money to supplant that. So the budgets that are being spent right now, I hope it continues, but I'm afraid that people may say, Okay. All right, I'm going on week three or four here and I keep spending money on cards. I got to really stop doing that. That's a realistic fear. Do You know what I mean? They're, they're, their budgets are tapped out. They, they already spent what they can and their job hasn't come back. And that's when it's going to get real. You know, your unemployment, your unemployment checks do not equal your, <laughs> pay, your paycheck. Right. Last time, last time I checked. Hmm. Uh, so that's going to be less. But. I think the manufacturers they have moved dates on things, mainly because there's no sports and it's going to yep. you're not going to they're not going to get that much of a pop when there's, you know, you're pulling these young prospect rookies in baseball and they're not playing.
0: Right. right. So I know
1: a lot a lot of stuff has been moved back. Uh, NT ba- or uh, yeah, NT basketball I believe has moved back a month or so, a month and a half by now at this point
0: mm-hmm. to try
1: to ma- maximize that release time because if it comes out now. Does not going to quite have the the pop and potential, so I think the For manufacturers sure. are scrambling to try to meet that excitement and demand when things come back.
0: Yep. Yeah, I get that question, stuff,
1: or did I just totally make something up? Y- that yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So I mean, just what, what I'm hearing from you, uh, you are an optimist. I'm an optimist too. Um, okay. To to a fault, most of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, your your concern, like I think any of our concern at this point, is that unemployment is is a big driver in all this. Like that is the one macroeconomic indicator where I think we can look at and say, well, shoot, if that's rising, that is going yeah. to trickle down into discretionary spending like sports cards, right? Yep. Um you're not seeing that yet from what I'm hearing, no, but you're not even a hint that that's it. so I, what what are you are you hearing anything from folks? Are you seeing certain buyers maybe say, hey look, I'm not going to spend as much. We're going to yep. be a little bit more
1: you are I seeing have. that. Okay. At one thousand percent, I've received uh, phone calls, text, you know, many ways to contact me that we've talked, and they're just straightforward with me. Chris, I'm not going to be around as much anymore, um, depending on the line of work that they're in. Most entrepreneurs with small businesses are scared. Uh, some of my restaurant tours mm-hmm. are in trouble because they own a restaurant or two, and they don't have a restaurant now. So there's there's an element there that they are being. Um, responsible, and they are being cautious about the amount that they're spending, and it has decreased. Okay. the The other side of it goes back to the people we talked about earlier, that um, just no matter what happens, they still love to take the thrill of that fill <laughs> and buy in the break. You like how I dropped in thrill of the fill? That's my that new one. Nice. Okay. Um, and 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 want to <laughs> get it, and want to get in breaks and and want that that action still because they're not doing daily fantasy sports right now so Mm -hmm. those people are supplanting those that may be taking a break but i have received five six seven people have told me chris i'm sorry i tell them first off you don't have to apologize right please don't (laughs) honestly you don't have to apologize man you really don't i can appreciate you reaching out to me because i do wonder how you guys are doing and they got laid off they're they're not working anymore and they're not comfortable spending money on break spots That's just the truth. And that's the fact. And um, but there's still a large population clearly coming in because if they weren't Thai, right, then it would be like crickets when we all went on the air every night. Hmm. And it's not like crickets.
0: It's very it's uh, it's growing faster. So here's my concern with that.
1: Mm -hmm. And you
0: can you can. Give me your rebuttal, um. But I, but I think if you were to run some analysis on the demographics of people that come into your shop, and I've talked to other shop owners about this, I okay. think generally speaking, the demographic is a working couple, um, with kids, um, dual income, somewhere between seventy and one forty, something like that. You know, it's a very general, you know, <laughs> parameters yeah. there. But that to me is like, and that's the, the blue collar. Sometimes the high end, right? You know, the white collar type, you know, worker, but the blue collar worker, the family guy, like that, that is a massive contributor to card shops. Like that's probably the main person you see. Is that, is that a fair statement or no?
1: That is a fair statement. and It's also regional, okay. you know, you're going to have, um, they're going to have different regions of the country that have a different makeup of, um, Industry or or folks. Right. I for me speaking for myself. I'm in a western suburb of Chicago I live in a subdivision of which there are many around here lots of new construction kind of places Hitting that demographic you spoke of dual income family. Mm-hmm. They're senior VPs. They're in marketing They're 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 each of them bring home probably between 70 and 100,000 dollars a year okay. um, They may take the train downtown to the city. So for me, that's what we have but there's some shops that are in a rural area there's some shops that are smack downtown in the middle of the city right. where sales taxes are higher and it's a whole conglomeration of different networks. But in general, the collector, I think is what you, what you said. Um, it's, it, there's no middle, there's no real middle. Cause I ask my customers <laughs> when they're new, I always say, Hey, look, don't be offended by this, but you're new. Tell me about yourself. And right. I always say, are you an old person like me with kids or are you a young whippersnapper? <laughs> the young whippersnappers Okay, they're like they're like those 20 somethings, you know what I yep. mean? They're like yep. sh- hustling and they got this extra income and they may just got their first apartment, they got a good job and they're hustling to get these singles to get those Zions and move mm-hmm. them. And it's kind of mixed. That I don't really meet a lot of people who are like, "Oh yeah, I'm 32 and I'm not married and I'm single." Like it's either their dads that have settled down in their life and they get their family to bed and they want to come hang out and do breaks or they stumble upon us breakers and get into the world of chasing those, those hot cards. Yep. So it's, it's starting to become all reaching. Um, and I get, okay. That, that's fair. Like that. You, yeah. Is that's that fair? fair? That sound that, right?
0: That's fair. So let's just, let's just, let's operate under the assumption that that's, that's a big demographic that you are serving in the sports car world. Is that middle aged dual income blue collar worker? Mm hmm. I think my biggest concern is those are the people that get hit the most in this type of economic negative climate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we yes. lose that piece of the hobby, I feel like that doesn't bode well for long term. Not that they won't come back, right? But we need that piece of the mm-hmm. hobby because the daily fantasy people like that, like, look, they're great. We want them here. But. They're gonna chase the next thing the second it opens up. Yeah,
1: they're not too loyal. Yeah, those are right. the young whippersnappers I'm talking about.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So that—that's my concern. Uh,
0: those, yeah.
1: Fair. It definitely. I, I think that's very fair. Okay. And it's scary a little bit. It's hey, <laughs> man, I'm with you. Good. I'm I with to ya. scare you. The, 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 here's the down. Here's not the downside. The other side of that is that particular. As we get all philosophical and like, I don't know, like we run the census report or something, but. They they do have savings. I think that demographic has money to fall back on, for and sure. may be prepared for something like this. So what I'm saying is earlier, is sooner or later, yes, those that money could it starts to run a little thin. Like okay, we can do this for the next few weeks, but then does it get old? Yep. Do you know what I mean? Does it get old? Like hey, I'm yep. putting this money here when really I should probably be putting it here, yeah, and or doing this or doing that. I mean, do you know how much money I've spent on freaking old school board games in the past two weeks mm. or, you know, just little things to try to make the boys happy and coming up with yeah. different ideas of stuff to do around the house?
0: Yeah.
1: I've spent money on those things. So will somebody be like, hey, listen, instead of me buying the breaks, I'm going to go buy some new video games for the boys or I'm going to buy – my kids like creative stuff. So we're always buying stuff for them to do in the basement. That's where m-
0: my money's going now mm. for that kind of stuff. Right. So –
1: Time will tell, Ty. Time will tell. It,
0: it will. It will. Those are the things I'm watching. Those are the things that have me concerned about what this could do to the hobby. And I think, you know, yeah, stimulus stuff is great, right? But I mean, that, let's just face it. On like, brutal truth is that sports cards aren't the first thing people are going to run to, and nor should they run to, right? They got to take care of their families and take care of what's going to help them survive. But that the the leading follow up question to that would be. What do you think – I mean you have a ton of experience now. You're connected with a lot of folks in the hobby. What do you think the manufacturers should be thinking about with that in mind heading to the rest of the year?
1: I I do think
0: they should tread
1: lightly at this point. I don't think uh, – hopefully they're not sitting back there going, um, this is a time for us to go full bore and get everything we can because we don't know how long it's going to last. Mm -hmm. I think they should just kind of continue doing what they're doing. Um, And and be cautiously optimistic of preserving the hobby. Um, Maybe that's why they're moving back these high-priced products a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you one thing that is concerning, and it's probably come up many times with their other colleagues. Um, As I go down this road with the manufacturers, inadvertently, we're being affected. When I say we, I mean dealers, Mm -hmm. store owners, breakers, anybody who's a dealer that buys for resale because the manufacturers at least Panini is selling on their website direct these products. And we've talked directly to them in all these conventions each year. And that inadvertently is hurting the distributors because they're not clearly getting their max allocations because Panini is then selling it direct on the website to consumer. So when the distributors are not getting their full allocation because it's being sold on direct website, then that affects us, me. I'm getting less now. And I've never been like, I want more. I want more. I've always gotten enough to meet my demand, and I move yep. on to the next ones. Right. But I do know there's people out there who are not getting enough to meet their demand. And that's the people that I feel bad for because it's on the website. It's like – they. so hopefully they're going to continue doing that, Panini. They got a bottom line to meet. That's hmm. the way business is. It's corporate America, and they're going to keep selling them on the websites. Um but I just hope they tread lightly going through this and be sensitive to people's budgets and what's going on and try to maybe find value for people. Um, and I think they're making good product, quality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think they're making good quality product, nice, visually, aesthetically? Oh, yeah. I, I like them. I'm, yeah. I'm an aesthetics guy. People always ask me about cards, and they get all deep about this rookie and this, that, and the other. I yeah, look big, fat, and shiny. Is it yeah. junky crap? Dumpy? <laughs> yeah. Or is it chunky and shiny and beautiful and gold? Yep. I love that. I think, I think they're looking good. So that's a
0: start to continue doing that. So tread carefully. Manufacturers first- tread, tread carefully. Um, meaning. Tread, tread lightly and be cautious. Yeah. Yep. Um, have you had conversations? Has Tops or Pinini reached out to you for feedback? Or it, maybe even your distributor reached out for your feedback?
1: Yes, they have. Um, that takes place. That's why we get together once a year at the tops convention in, um, Arizona where you have the time to speak with the senior vice presidents, the people manufacturing the product. And we had a special breakers panel, uh, in a room. It wasn't in the main room. If you were a breaker, you went over here. If you were a shop owner, um, you went there and I was like stuck in the middle. So I went half and half. No, I went to the breaker one and, uh, they were great, tops, is at asking us, how can we change products? What do you think about Transcendent? What right. should we do about Transcendent? And, you know, Rich had a lot of feedback on what to do with Transcendent and how to make that a little bit better by um, maybe making, instead of all the same players in there, mm-hmm. which it is, baseball, maybe make it more of a random thing like the regular hobby boxes are. Mm. And w- do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and collate it that way. Okay. So they do care, and they were literally taking notes. I had some ideas about some Star Wars stuff that I would like to see uh, be different in and, and wrestling. I think they have a big opportunity. You know, Transcendent Wrestling coming out, which is great, but I hope they slam-dunk that. Um, they did tell me it's difficult <clears throat> to get certain signers for wrestling, mm-hmm. so they're they're trying. I can honestly tell you that they are trying, and I think they are treading lightly because most of them are collectors for real. They are— have been collecting their whole life. So they're sensitive to like the situation. And I don't think they're going to try to steamroll everybody and put out a million to one different products to take advantage, you know, just to get everything out just in case everything falls apart because of COVID down the road. I don't think they're going to do that.
0: Yep. I I would agree with you for sure. I mean, that's, that's the vibe (laughs) I've gotten. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know certain collectors don't want to believe that, right. They feel like they're always getting taken advantage of. And I'm, I'm, it's not, not cool to live like, live like, live a life like that, period. No, but, I'm uh, here to
1: tell you, like, firsthand, they are really trying, and they really do yep. want to continue this wave that we are riding in this hobby. So mm-hmm. if you're upset about a redemption you didn't get, or if you're upset about a box you bought that didn't have big hits in it, or whatever it may be, like, you just didn't get the box that had the one-of-one one Daniel Jones in it. Like, it's, <laughs> that's just the way it goes. Yep. You know? So... Right. They're trying.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, that, that'll that be, I think, I think it'd be fun to see some guidance from panini or tops and and maybe I've missed it, but it'd be interesting to see kind of, hey, how, here's how we're responding to the COVID-19 stuff at just to let the hobby know, like, Hey, you know, we're, we're keeping an we're keeping an eye on the situation our finger on the pulse. We're cutting back print run or we're, you know, we're pushing out releases. We're canceling some releases just to make sure that the hobby stays strong. That, to me, I think would be a really good Whatever thing. it may be. Yeah, you're right. That, that would be a good, uh, you know, because your
1: inbox is filled. Every time I open up that one tab in Gmail, it's like every corporation that I'm subscribed to has a right. important update about COVID and how we're responding to it, you know? Right. And yeah. um, it's like, well, you're my insurance company. How are you responding to that? You know, whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, some of the Uh-oh. stuff it's like, we well, don't thank care. you for the but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't talk to you before, but, and yeah. I sure as heck don't need to talk to you now.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, i don't have to talk to you now. I'm glad you're changing your policies as my insurance uh adjuster, <laughs> but I don't know. Great.
0: That is fun. But
1: Panini should do something. That would be nice if they put out some sort of letter from the president or letter yep. from the vice president. I, I know that um, you know, I have seen those things. I know that they have come out. Um, but they may be only if you subscribe to a certain segment of their website, they should send out a blanket, you know, a tweet and email blast or something right. where every time you purchase a product. Um, that, that's a good one.
0: Yep. I agree. Uh, but real quick, just to touch on your point about mm-hmm. just product availability and people not being able to get it. Um, I, I do think our general theme theme today, I feel like has been, you know, crisis creates opportunity. Um, I think what's going to happen is you, this is going to, and this is probably for the good, this is going to weed out some of the folks that weren't optimizing their business good enough to survive something like this. Right. And if you are one of those people listening that has been thinking about running a business and a hobby, this could potentially create an opportunity for you, right? Because people aren't going to be able to hold their allocations. They're not going to be able to buy their product. And then if you're waiting in the wings to jump in, maybe you have an opportunity to do that. So, or for the love, just go buy wax on eBay or all these other places where it's available.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it, it, that is going to happen. And, you know, I, I've been saying this ever since ever is that if you're going to go into business, you have to remember that you are running a business and a business is susceptible to decline. Your business is susceptible to trouble spots and errors, mm-hmm. and you have to be prepared for that mentally. So you have to always go in thinking, what if this goes wrong or how can I make it better? And if you recall, if we go back to the early days, and and listen to one of these podcasts, I always said, and I told my wife this and everybody, I'm going to start this thing, and provided nothing happens in America, and I don't like using morbid examples, but you get the picture, if something happens that changes the face in the landscape of America, then that's what the only thing I see that could bring this down, because I see where it's going, and I'm confident in that, so yes. I'm going to get into this. And yes, honey, I am going to open up a sports cards and collector's memorabilia store. Well, here we are kind of at one of those events um, that could derail things. Right now, I think we're all right. We're live, Door breaks, people are going there at night, and it's an escape. Escapism at its best. But how long will that last? If we can get through that, I think we'll be back on our feet. And But as a business owner, I mean – you can't just say, oh, this sucks. I mean, you kind of should have been preparing for an outlet yep. of going online, selling online, embracing different things that hmm. give you extra outlets, Ty, that you always talk about, different yep. streams of revenue coming in. Candy bars in your checkout line, little stuff mm. like that. You know? So I feel bad for some. I really do, man, because there's definitely going to be some. I, I just emailed asking about that. Um, you know, there has to be some people out there that can't take their allocations. What are they going to do with them, Ty? They're yep. closed. Their yep. shop is closed. What are they gonna do with $7,000 worth of X product, $10,000 worth of X product? Because guess what? In seven days, another $5,000 order comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then another $10,000 order of product. And it doesn't take long to add up to 50 grand of product that you just are not selling.
0: Yeah, you're right. Well, you know what? I mean, again, silver lining here, but if there was a time for this to happen in terms of product releases and a schedule, mm-hmm. you couldn't have picked a better time in the hobby, like in terms of you know seasonality, because you I mean you know better than I do, right? You mm-hmm. you're kind of in the middle of a lot of things, but nothing's really ramping up yet. Give it another month and it's obviously you're in the middle of a baseball season, a lot of releases yeah. there and you got football starting to come out, but this uh this it happened at a decent time in the hobby for us to kind of adjust and figure things out. So
1: it, it did sports wise, but March is known as money March because that's when a lot of the higher end products come out. NT mm. flawless and NT basketball, football and flawless football, and then followed by Bowman. So you got national treasures, football, national treasures, um, basketball, flawless football, and then Bowman baseball. Those four bad boys right there can make people's years.
0: Hmm. That's interesting.
1: Do you call it Money March? You're does... right. You're, uh, it's an industry term. I'm uh, sure it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Chris uses yeah, it, money so March,
0: therefore, it is an industry term.
1: It is now an industry term. So, you know, there's no sports on, but it's Money March, man. That's when, you know, you got to clear out everything, get everything ready to go because there's going to be a lot of money. Coming in that I have to actually what I money March means I'm putting it all out really got it You're gonna bring it in sales, but for me money March really means hey You better have money you better be in order financially and prepared because you're gonna have some very large orders That you have coming in that you need to pay for mm. You can't say ah, you know what? I don't want my bowman. Ah, you know what? I can't take my NT now nah, I don't take I'll go ahead that flawless.
0: Nah I don't need that <laughs> So, (laughs) yeah, those, those have very deep implications for your ability to run a business. Yeah.
1: I kind of need those and they're not cheap. You know, we're not talking tops opening day cases here, you know, where you get 10 cases for like $400. It's (laughs) one card is $400 and flawless. So yeah, it's, you got to be prepared. And I see them, they're moving the dates back because of that. It's a lot of money. And I know there's a lot of shops that don't have the revenue to support
0: hmm.
1: paying for a $12,000 invoice for your flawless or whatever it may be. Literally, literally yeah. one product. I
0: know. So, yeah, that's, that's good perspective. I, I didn't think of it in terms of kind of where running a business and the shop, what the month of March actually does mean for you and how you view it. That, that that's, is a, that's good perspective.
1: Yep, that's a big, big month of the year. And then, of course, the other one is right around Thanksgiving time. Right. Those, those two, and national. So there's three. There's Money March. There's national dump with all the products that get dumped upon us for all those promotions and things. And then the uh, the holiday season, you know, mm. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and, and Thanksgiving, all that stuff to Christmas. Three big, t- I would say Money March is probably the biggest, you know, where you have to put out a lot of money. Um, the others, it's kind of lower end, mid-level kind of products. It's not too crazy. Yep. So, you know, it just sucks. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little it's easy to get down because we were firing on all cylinders. Like I said, just rolling everybody excitement and or, put a halt to that. But somehow business is still doing great. I mean, as we speak, there's spots being sold here. People coming in and buying spots for all of us. So, again, thanks, everybody, for supporting the hobby and your, all your breakers and things that you can see on BreakerCulture.com.
0: I love mm. it. Bam. Yep, uh, let's yep. talk about something positive then. Let's talk about. I, I I heard some rumors of you doing some sort of breakathon or something to raise awareness. What uh, What is up? With that? I don't know the details of that. God, so I'm literally, this guy. How? <laughs> I
1: told my family about this, and Ty knows. I am going to do a twenty four hour
0: I have access to your Amazon Echo. I don't know There's you ever. do.
1: I mean, because I literally discussed it with them. I said, "Here's what I want to do. I need some ideas." I want to. I want to. Uh, I want to raise money. When when we go through these things, we as Americans, as humans, you 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 can't help think. But man, there's a lot of people suffering, and this is, this is crappy for a lot of people. What can I? I have to do something. You just have to. And uh, I wanted to do something to raise money and funds and awareness, etc. And I needed some guidance from my friends and family as to what I should do. Okay. Um, I was thinking local food banks. I was thinking the first responders, the fire, whatever. And I was with the neighbors, and they said, well, the school, our kids' school, Country Trails Elementary, mm-hmm. is losing a lot of opportunity and money uh, for their fundraising things that they do at the school. Beach bingo, they do runs, they do events and things that raise money. That's all been shut down. So oh, we're going okay. to do a 24 hour breakathon. I'm going to lock myself here in this studio for 24 <laughs> hours straight. OK, I'm going to come in. I don't know what time I'm going to start or when I'm going to end, but I will be in here for 24 hours breaking nonstop. I'm sure it'll get slow around overnight hours, um, but I'm going to do breaks 24 hours and we're going to raise money. I haven't decided exactly how much and, and how we're going to do it, but probably each break that we do, we'll donate money. You can donate direct, you know, to the website. Okay. and We're going to help them get their the, the main focus is their playground. They paid for it last year. My wife is on the PTA and all these different things. We raised enough to get the playground. We saw the plans. That's done. Now you have to pay the construction teams and the people and the permits and everything to get it installed. So I think we can raise some money for Country Trails Elementary and um, give them a nice check to put in the hopper to kind of help counter the money that they're losing from all these little events that they should be doing here in the spring.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yep. you, you're you literally going to be live and break mm-hmm. cards for 24 hours shirtless. This is, did I, hear, did I hear that right? Oh, no, no. Yeah? Well,
1: if I put a poll in here, I may be able to do a dance now and again, and then we can raise a little bit more shirtless. <laughs> it's a family show. Come uh, on, um, That's the only way I do it. Oh, that's right. It is. Uh, well, you're the one who said shirtless. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to do that for 24 hours. Okay. And, uh, I have a tip jar, maybe. I don't know. We're going down a different road. That's strange. Yeah, but yep. I, I will be here for 24 hours, dude, straight through. Um, right. And what, what time do you think, what would you think would be a good time to start and end? Like, do I start at prime time, normal hours, like, you know, 7, 8 o'clock at night? And then.
0: Well, if it was me, I would try to, try to maximize your tiredness during sunlight hours. So I would start at, I would probably start at like 9 p.m. Okay. Or 8 p.m. So you get that darkness out of the way when you're still awake. And then the sun will kind of help motivate you and carry you through the rest of the day. That's what I would so, do. All
1: right. Well, then I'm going to have to get some rest prior to coming in that 9 o'clock at night. Then. You are. Right? Okay. That's a very good point. Yeah. I can, can do it. This. I'm, a, I'm a night owl anyway. Like when I get off the air, I go home and I'm up till sometimes, you know, I get home at 1.32 in the morning. I watch, <laughs> you know, something like Tiger King before I fall asleep for the 10th time for like an hour or two. And, um, so I, I that's not going to be too difficult for me. I just want to make sure that we're constantly doing breaks and raising money for the kids school.
0: Love and, it. Uh, helping it's creative, counter- man. It's creative. Yeah. It kind of commu- community building is the most important part of, I feel like your shop and group breaking in general. And that is a, yeah, that's a great way of doing it.
1: And they know me, they know, you know, I do, I do every and anything I can over at the school, um, with, with the, with the, uh, shop you know supporting them and sponsoring them and their runs and you get your logo on the back of their shirt and all those things i do all of that so i thought if i do this it should um th- they'll know who we are and what we're doing and it yeah. just will be it's a, it's a good fit that's all there is to it it just makes sense so awesome. that's what we're going to do
0: thanks for well asking f- about that. F- you're welcome for, i mean for the right price chris <laughs> everybody everybody at bench clear media will promote that for you yeah
1: <laughs> the invoice is in the mail. I mean, you like you, you have a, a line on my, my Amazon Echo. I have a line on your Google Home thing because I understand that you have put together some sort of a conglomerate, world takeover, hobby central freaking thing. What do you got? What's the latest on your endeavors?
0: Whoops. Uh, what is this? Can we hear who this is? I don't know. If it's a debt collector.
1: (laughs) No, it's going to be someone from China.
0: I wish. I (laughs) guess it. Oh my goodness.
1: There you go. Stop. All right. There you go. I was hoping how cool would that have been if it was a telemarketing call and I could feel it right here live and mess with them a little bit. That's
0: what I was uh, really hoping. <laughs> that'd have been great. That'd have been great. Uh, uh, so Where did we leave
1: off? I was talking about your, um,
0: yeah. So your- bench clear. Yeah. I won't dig too much into this cause all of our listeners have heard. It, yeah, we're doing, uh, I know. we've got some of the best of the best. I feel like combined into a, uh, and we're still looking for more, by the way, some of the better shows and Mm-hmm. And the YouTube channels we're trying to bring into the network, but cross promotion and, and helping each other mm-hmm. with resources and guests. And we're all kind of just combining our approach to make sure that we put out content every week. That is just top notch. And man, I'll tell you what, like the house of Jordan team, you know, the wax museum team, Kyle over there. And of course, Jeff from Pat Geek, like they, they are, people don't really, like their shows are great, but they're professionals at what they do. Like they take it very serious. And it's been super fun just to help them elevate their game. And they've pushed me to the next level. And I think you're going to see a couple months from now, like, holy moly, some of the stuff you guys are putting out now, some of the new things that we added, this is the best in the hobby. And people are going to want to be a part it of it. It
1: is. So. Well, I would expect nothing less than from you, Ty, Breaker Culture and putting together that really cool, um, is it a conglomerate? What do you, what do you call that? A team?
0: We call it a network. We call it a network. Yeah, there you go. Network. Yep. yep. Okay, But uh, yeah, man, thanks for asking about that. We're excited. Congrats. Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Real quick, I'm going to leave you with something. I I want you to answer a question for me. Yeah, right on. Let's go. What is your favorite April Fool's prank that's ever been done to you or you've done? Oh, Um, again, I
1: just want to disclose that these questions he asked me are legitimately the first time I'm ever hearing them, and I love it. (laughs) Um, My wife just reminded the boys of this this morning. By the way, I can't wait to get home and see what they have lined up for Daddy when I get home. Um, I, we lived in the city, and the garage was separate from the condominium building. You walked down and out into your garage. Well, one night late, and I I took my wife's Jeep and I moved it around the block, down the street, and around the corner, and we had appointments in the morning to go. So we came down in the morning, and we you know went into the garage, the door, and the, and her Jeep was not there. It was gone. And I kind of left the garage door like open, the main one, and looked awry. And she was freaking out. And I played dumb as if the the jeep was stolen. Basically, I said someone got in here and freaking stole the jeep. And she was flipping out, looking on her phone, ready to call nine one one. And then of course I told her April Fools, and she pretty much punched me in the face. But I thought that was a good one, the old Amazing. stolen car trick. Yes, true story. Amazing. And I recorded it. I put the, I had a recording set up up in the corner the phone recording i have to go back and find that thing Um, wow so that's you know other than that i can't even remember what i've done or what people have done to me and i i I did some early stuff back in the days at TSB. like i merged with panini or something when i first started top shelf breaks and i was like wait a minute you merged with panini you just you just started your company that's that was April first, and you're merging with uh, some large right. corporation. Right, they saw
0: they saw the potential of me. What can I say? <laughs>
1: yeah, hey so I've been on the air for three months, dude. They're, they, they <laughs> they bought me out.
0: That's funny. Well, they, I I, I are kind of the same position as you, right? I feel like I've done a lot of things that have been funny, but I can't remember them. Shame yeah, on me yeah. for my terrible memory now. But I do remember one at one trip I was taken with a bunch of we were actually a football team, and we we're all in different cars, and I. Um, I thought it'd be funny to put it on speakerphone and I would call, I was calling all these random people. I was, you know, you you know, I could disguise your phone number. It was like the Uh hidden number. And I was calling random football players on the team and I was pranking them as if I was, um, like a district attorney (laughs) or like a cops of one of the police departments saying like there was an outstanding arrest and you couldn't leave the city when you talk oh to you my and I, I was just going down the list and just pranking people and I had four or five people like calling their parents asking them for you know hey can you go swing by and grab this ticket it, it was <laughs> it ended up you becoming like him. I got way ahead of myself when it became a bigger deal than it needed to be but yeah man and that you was got a, him you got him yeah I, I got
1: him Chris I got him good that's good dude Man, are you do you have anything in store for the family or the kids or anything that you're gonna try and do? Or are you just gonna wait for them to try to prank you?
0: You know, I just don't feel like this climate right now is right for pranking <laughs> Yeah true that <laughs> or or maybe it is uh, maybe There it you is. go. Maybe we need to lighten the mood a little bit. Maybe maybe to it.
1: lighten the mood a little bit mm-hmm. I'm saying when I get home, I'm sure the boys got something. They're gonna I used to growing up I used to put uh, stuff in my parents shoes you know what i mean and unscrew the lid of the salt pepper salt and pepper shaker little little stuff like that that i get a kick out of but
0: yeah, uh, I'm, yeah i'm sure i could see you doing stuff like that yeah yeah well it's two o'clock we've both got work to do and you have been amazingly transparent as always one of my favorite guests to have on. thank you so much for being available today i thanks for having me as always man appreciate it very much Hang right, in go, there, go call that deck collector back <laughs> all right see you all right bye. Bye. bye all right that's a wrap episode 85 in the books thank you for listening to the conversation with chris go check him out at topshelfbreaks.com i can promise you you'll enjoy you'll be entertained and uh, more importantly he has a great selection so there's lots of things for you to jump in there and buy and you can support his uh his hobby store as well don't forget, go to benchclear.us into your name, into our email newsletter sign up. You'll be getting newsletters starting next week. I promise there'll be some good content in there. And you'll also be entered in some drawings. We just keep giving away boxes. Hopefully, those of you that have won are pulling some great stuff. Be sure to tag Benchclear and all of our shows uh, on social media so we know how you're doing with those free boxes. And while you're there, check out all the other great content from House of Jordans, Wax Museum. And everything that Jeff's doing at Pat Geek, I can promise you, you will enjoy that content. It is some of the best of the best in the hobby. Have yourself a great day. Thanks for listening.